the large number of identifications of classical and literary allusions and expressions to be found in the Book of Serenity may <coughs> be connected with the circumstances of its composition and recon reconstruction. Wansong himself writes that he did not know that he did it not only to show he had not invented the interpretations himself, but also to reveal the depths of Tai Tong's Hanji's own, own classical learning. This was not an idle exhibition of literary, uh, I always, I don't know how to pronounce this, erudition. Er, erudition, is that right? Close enough. But it was part of a strategy of the time to outwardly protect Chan from the charge of being a haven for anti-intellectual illiterates and dropouts from the Orthodox Confucian establishment and to help make Chan teaching more accessible to the Confucian lit, uh, how do you say it? Literati, literati? Literati, literati yeah. yeah. Whose mental development was urgently needed for the welfare of society as a whole in view of their position in the social structure. The more fundamental purpose of Warsaw's commentaries naturally is the elucidation, elicit, elicitation of meanings in the text. While the language may often be derivative, the meaning is not. There is no need therefore to be concerned with the authorship or ideological systems of the various tests cited by Wansong. It was common practice for Chan teachers to draw expressions from any available source, Buddhism, Confucian, Taoist scriptures, folklore, popular song, secular poetry, and to use them freely in their own way without any necessary connection with the original context. The context in which the meaning intended in Chan usage is defined in the context of the Chan outlook. This becomes perceptible by observing the structure of the sayings or anecdotes presented. <coughs> this was, this is aided by a basic, by a, a basis device of, of, maybe it's basic, device of Chan commentary method, one used frequently by Wansong in the Song Book of Serenity, that of quotation of sayings or stories that are structurally similar to the main topic under consideration. <coughs> what is the essence is not the superficial content, but the structure. And this is brought out by presentation of the same deep structures through the medium of diverse surface contents. Chan's sayings and stories are used as devices for holding certain patterns in mind. Structural analysis of such material dates back at least a thousand years in Chinese Chan, and Japanese Zen later developed a practice of contemplating several stories with the same deep structure at one and the same time. Hmm. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting that they're using things from uh, Buddhist, Confucian, Taoist, scriptures, folklore, all those things. 
That's, um, I don't see that being done in Judaism. Usually all the sources are from the Torah or from- But if you look at the Midrash, so what this is talking about is that it's connected in with the culture of the people and the culture of the people comes from all these different perspectives. And so you also see this in Midrash in Judaism, which relates to uh, not- Well, it's more of a closed community, isn't it? Yeah, in yeah Judaism. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, so, um, and, and I understand in Japan, people don't have any trouble being in multiple religions. So, mm -hmm. so that's even carried over. And how lovely that how lovely to look to other practices to find Dharma gates and to see the similarities among them so that other practices can present a, a Dharma gate it doesn't have to be limited to what what are the writings of Chan or you know what are the writings of Judaism or whatever. I think that's lovely. And at the time people knew all the stories, which we don't. So they had an advantage over us. Um, what is exactly a deep structure story? Is that another way of saying koan? Where is that? <coughs> Where is that? Uh, wait, mm -hmm. uh, right here. No, you moved it. Okay. okay. Oh. Right here. Same deep structure. How did you underline that? Magic. He's magical. None of us ever can do it. <laughs> um, I, I'm on an iPad, so there are many things that I cannot do with Zoom, but I can draw. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of the elements of the deep structure, I think, is that it goes from the relative to the absolute in just a few lines. So it goes from the, maybe from the specific to the general or from the specific to the cosmic. There's, there's a lot of depth in a very small uh, amount of text. Does anyone else have ideas of what a deep structure would be? I have a question. Yeah. So if the practice was to contemplate several stories with the same deep structure at the same time, was that to get that 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 process, that transition um, embodied? Sort of the re repetition of the same concept if they were looking at the same deep structure well, we read earlier that the point of the koans ultimately is to bring about enlightenment. And I, I would also stress the rest of this sentence, the same deep structures through the medium of diverse surface contents. Uh, so it's offering many paths in that lead to the same place. This mm -hmm. is my understanding of that. That's good. Thank I you. like that. Thank you, Nandy. That makes sense. Thank Nandy. you.
I mean, you could sufficiently examine one koan for your whole life or many lifetimes and probably come to the realization, you know, as for many other or, you know, just like if you really understood one really good text like Shakespeare or something and spent your whole life with it, it would just open up to everything. And I was asking Flint today, I was in a practice discussion group with him, and I was asking him a similar thing. Let's see if I can say it quickly. Um, well, I've been thinking a lot about desire and Lori gave a talk about desire on Sunday. And I've been thinking about how there's some thought previous to a desire like you know you might be uncomfortable or you might be angry or you might be impatient or whatever it is and i was so i got really happy about that that oh so it's all sequential all the thoughts in our mind are sequential but then i realized today this was yesterday and i was happy and today i was sad because i thought no but why is it that i'm having this thought and not that thought before the desire thought for example like, let's say my desire is hungry, I might feel uh, sad about my father-in-law, or I might feel um, sad because something else, or I might feel uh, someone doesn't like me, you know, and, but Flint pointed out that all these are part of the same thing. Meaning what, Kim? Because meaning, meaning that there's one um, there's one big world out there and you're just seeing little bits of it. So it's mm -hmm. not like these are unrelated things that I mentioned. So in the same way, um, the diverse surface contents, what I think Nandia was saying, all lead you to the same thing, which I think is ultimately enlightenment. May I respectfully disagree? <laughs> of course, with what part of it? Well, um, as you were talking yesterday um, in services about desire, and you commented about that, I remember a wonderful article I read, and the, the, the best way I can put it is the genius and beauty of neuroplasticity. And so one really simple example I can give is I may sit out and, and look at sunflowers on a rainy day and then connect that with the person I love who's sitting next to me for forevermore. Whereas, and then I can connect that person to sunflowers and then I can connect the sunflowers to something else. So our mind makes all these intricate connections that we're not even conscious of. And we can undo those connections and reweave them. So I agree with you that the thought precedes, or even the unconscious thought, right? Not all thought is conscious, precedes that emotional response. But the way we've connected up our experiences can all be very different because of the plasticity of our brains and how it links things. Oh, it would be different every moment. Yeah. Every May moment. I respectfully disagree? <laughs> yes, of course. So I think um, the way we're talking about this has this underlying implication that we're in control. Mm -hmm. And I really um, 
don't buy that. And I think these things come and they go and we cannot necessarily access uh, why or the progression. And I think to assume that this thought and the next thought to even say there's there is a sequentialness of thought. I am not so sure. And go ahead, Nelda. Oh, I was going to say that maybe I didn't phrase it correctly, but that sounds exactly like what I'm saying. We may not even have a conscious thought before the reaction arises. I mean, it may just be an embodied experience that brings up an emotion without even being conscious of what that thought to label it is. So I, I wonder where I where my words may have led um, because I'm listening to you go, yes, I agree with her. Yes, I agree with her. So how are we saying something different? So will you help me with that, Nandia? Uh, well, maybe we're not. I, I just, uh, it just sounded, it, the way things landed in both what Kim described and what you were describing sort of implied uh, uh, links of a chain. And I don't think... Uh, that things are necessarily so tidy and I definitely don't uh, conceive that it's possible to see how all of that connects uh, at least at my level of awareness I can only speak of this being but um, you know I, I don't I, whatever it is I think it's you know what's neat is to be able to start to look at the thought that comes before the desire and that realizing it's not totally arbitrary there's something happening there that's that maybe like what Nelda's saying that we choose or or maybe we don't choose it it's unconscious or anyway i'm really interested in those thoughts that come before we desire something i'm, I'm respectfully disagree <laughs> <laughs> so my thought is this desire is something that comes from different things different origins for so what i'm saying is that if you are hungry you may desire to eat an apple but you may feel that you're seeing somebody eating a candy and you may envy that that person is eating a candy. And even though you desire to eat an apple, you may wish to eat the candy because you don't want to be without the candy. Or you may have a desire of feeling safe because you may feel afraid. So desire is not just one. I don't think it's linked to just one type of emotion. I think it is linked to all of the array of emotions that we have, good and bad. And depending on what we have gone through in our past, what we are going through in our present, you may have many different thoughts before you desire something, but also going to what... Um, um, Nelda was saying 
you may have gone through something that has made an imprint in your brain. And you may not even remember what it was, but it has made that imprint. And you I think that's an important point you're saying. Yeah. Let's go on. But I like that, the way you're broadening the, the whole <laughs> arena. Okay, who's reading now? I think I am. I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> um, in reading Chan literature, therefore, it is essential to cultivate the ability to see through and look beyond the stuff of which symbols are made so as to find the underlying design. Following intellectual and emotional associations based on surface content leads to fragmentation far afield of the intent. A general rule sometimes cited in Zen teachings is that before enlightenment, one should look into the intent after enlightenment, one may then look into the expression as a communication as a communicative tool. Whoa. Can, can we read that that again, please? Who's the next sure. person? Let, let them read it again. So we hear it with a different voice. Okay. I think it's me. Okay. It's in reading Chan. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. In reading Chan literature, therefore, it is essential to cultivate the ability to see through and look beyond the stuff of which symbols are made. So as to find the underlying design. Following intellectual and emotional associations based on service comment leads to fragmentation far a field of the intent. A general rule sometimes cited in Zen teaching, teaching is that before enlightenment, one should look into the intent. After enlightenment, one may then look into the expression as a communicative tool. One reflection of this technique of using relations among certain elements to convey something deeper that is not necessarily at all apparent in the surface content is manifested in the Book of Serenity in a way that will be apparent to those familiar with Chan history. I want to go through this whole introduction and break every sentence down into five sentences. Mm -hmm. I'll help. That is, one song has chosen materials that cut across sectarian lines, counteracting the degenerate tendency to sectarianism and exclusivism that is known to have grown up in some Chan circles. This highlights the basic Buddhist hermeneutical principle first enunciated by the Buddha, that what is important is what is actually being taught, not who is saying it. For those unconcerned with sex to begin with, of course, the issue does not arise. And the only matter of importance is the message presented by parallel teaching. This, pardon me, this point also calls for emphasis on another aspect of Chan commentary, the offering of different views and the use of praise and censure these techniques are in fact directed at the reader and have nothing to do with the intellectual history of differences of opinion among, among the Chan adepts. 
In the Chan understanding, no expression or view can ever be complete, and the Chan literature explicitly warns that dialogue and differences among Chan adepts are not to be understood in terms of either or, win-lose choices. Similarly, Wansong's own added sayings are not necessarily direct comments on or illustrations of the statements they are added to. Sometimes they are designed to shift the reader into a different viewpoint or shed light on the same point from a different angle. Then again, sometimes they're directed at incorrect or partial ways of understanding certain patterns that centuries of experience showed were typical of dualistic and fragmentary mentations. The considerable amount of Chan commentary is devoted to prevention of fixation and stereotyping and should be seen as addressing the perspective of the reader, not presenting the personal opinion of the speaker. That's tricky though, isn't it? Because um, like a teacher who has questionable ethics, it's difficult to take in the message, even though the message may be well conveyed and quite important. It is. It can be quite difficult to separate that. I think. Yeah, and it does. I, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, it takes me a long time to trust even my Zen teachers. Now, after five years, I have a better sense of who, who I quote trust and feel safe with, and um, and I also keep in mind. And, and Kim was very helpful um, to me when he pointed out that just because teacher X, Y, or Z said a particular thing, it wasn't necessarily a general statement or a teaching that that particular point the teacher was making was made specifically for me at my point in practice. So it does get confusing because you would first have to trust, then you have to know enough what to trust in yourself and then you have to have a good sense that that person who you trust is looking out for your best interest and 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 high is good and then wonder if that is a general statement of practice or one specifically addressed to you in that moment in your on your path at that time yeah it's confusing sometimes so but isn't that what the paragraph the sentence is saying that you should think about the reader and not your per And I used to, one of my jobs was like visiting classes and evaluating them. And I noticed, especially like with a history teacher, there was so much of their own view that they teach and they teach it like it was fact. And it was pretty disturbing to me because often I didn't agree with their view. Well, to the student, sometimes I think it can be difficult to know if that's yeah. your shtick or is this the teaching? You know, so and so was a terrible person because he did such and such. Already, you know, you have a view that, and you think that it all all historians would say the same thing, and they don't. But go on, uh, Melissa. One, uh, well, one of the things too I was thinking in this is that 
a lot of times um, we we take away the message from whatever we're getting because of what we know about the person giving it, right? So there could be, we'll take Van Gogh for instance. They're, they're, these are beautiful, right? We we love Van Gogh, but he was kind of a little bit of a crazy person. So I have seen many times where people say, oh, this is wonderful, it taught me this, or I learned to believe that, but then they find out what the person was like at home and then all of that value is thrown away because we're concerned with the morality of the person. Not that we shouldn't be concerned with morality, but that does, to me, it does not necessarily affect if the teaching is good, if the teaching leads, leads you personally somewhere good, then is that person's personality really that important or is the message that you received was important? Well, and that's how, you know, Trumpa Rinpoche could have uh, acted so immorally and yet Pema Chodron, a teacher that many of us love, that was her t one of her teachers and she reveres him and she will not speak uh, words uh, negative about him because she gained richly from his teaching but um, many people's lives were ruined by him right so a I lot think of examples of that very many examples i think it's very tricky and it seems like a relatively newer thing i know they they didn't want someplace didn't want chuck close to to um they canceled a, an exhibit of his, I don't know if you know his work, because he wasn't nice to his models, because he would um, honestly evaluate their bodies. And, and so they, they wanted, thought that that um, meant that his work shouldn't be shown. Well, so, that never would have happened 10 years ago. Exactly. Okay, who's next? Uh, me. The, the, the characteristics of Chan literature engaging the reader in mental dialogue rather than professing doctrines and dogmas is what gives it its life. This is what also makes it so challenging. But the challenge is part of the dynamic, as Chan call, calls for effort on the part of the would-be learner, with, without which it would be sterile and ineffective. As a matter of practical principle, Chan commentary refrains from exhaustive explanation, for this would crowd out the learner and undermine the very effort needed for the mental transformation the literature is designed to help affect. So Chan literature should be approached with at least the understanding that the desire for quick and convenient understanding has long been recognized as a major barrier to real understanding. And part of the design of Chan literature is to enforce the demand for patience, suspension of preconceptions and judgments, and sustained concentration.
frustration without which progress cannot be made. That seems really important, doesn't it? It does. And I would say that I really would love to edit that paragraph. <laughs> hmm. I guess it's uh, Trouty. Can you read Trouty? But you're muted. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, so I need the text. Case for Chan lore or Buddhist scripture. Well, I think it's the over the overall structure. Okay, well, I don't see it. Ah, uh, here, yes, the overall structure of presentation of the Book of Serenity in the, and it's covered up by your picture, translation as is as follows. Introduction by Van Song, generally alluding to particular perspectives, frames of mind, patterns of thought and action. Shall I continue? Sure. Case from Chan lore or Buddhist scriptures, a saying or anecdote illustrating some aspect or aspects of Chan awareness and praxis. Commentary by Wan Song expounding upon the case. Verse by Tian Tong. Did we read this already? No, go on. Verse by Tian Tong uh, reflecting the pattern of the case in poetic form. Commentary by Wan Song on Tian Tong's verse. Edit sayings on the case and verse by Wan Song. Line by line remarks reflecting or contemplating the line or adjusting the understanding of the reader for increased access to potential meaning and function. And I guess I'm next. A note on the translation. Each chapter of the Book of Serenity consists of several parts. First, an introduction by Wen Song. Second, the main case drawn from Chan lore or Buddhist scripture. Next, Wen Song's prose commentary on the main case. Next, Dian Tong's verse on the main case. Next, Wen Song's commentary on Tang Tong's verse. Finally, Wen Song's added remarks on each line of the main case and of Chang Tong's poem on each case. This text has been, so, has been translated so as to eliminate unnecessary crypticism as much as possible while retaining the meaning. Ah, I agree. <laughs> I concur with your ha. Ah. <laughs> um, Crypticism. Yeah, we've seen uh, there's, there's a lot of crypticism in there. <laughs> so one thing all these different commentaries provide is uh, eliminating 
the, those initial um, discursive thoughts we have about the thing. So rather than clarifying things, they open it up instead of close it down. Um, but I understand your suspicion about this word that, I mean, this phrase, no, do they Kim, really eliminate? I, Kim, I think that at least from my part, the way this, what we've been reading, this introduction is being written very cryptically. It's very difficult to understand and the words that are used are very difficult and the sentence structure. So hopefully the rest of the book will not be like that, but. As much, okay, so as much as possible while retaining the meaning and expression, also as much as possible. In order to provide a free flow in reading, no footnotes have been set in the text. Suggestive <coughs> renderings of technical terms and allusions in the context of a total impression built up through the text are intended to allow the reader access to the inner design of John Buddhist language and lore after reading through the text as a whole to become familiar with its mode of expression. Nevertheless, the great differences of Chinese and English languages and histories makes a certain discrepancy inevitable in pure translation. This has been dealt with in two ways. <coughs> um, the notes contain specific terms and allusions in given cases and a glossary of technical terms and metaphors of the classic Classical Chan language has also been added. The latter glossary does not necessarily indicate in which cases, which senses of the multi-level terms apply. For this is to be seen by the reader in accordance with the relations of the terms and their applications to the situations. So are we now? I think so. Wow. Yes. Okay. Praise I, the Buddha. Yeah, I better get an A in this class. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> because or we better be enlightened by the end. That's right. What I <laughs> well, I always ask my wife to grade um our meal. And starting yesterday or today, she said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to grade it. We're not going to have grades anymore. So I thought that was Good me. Now, Do, why Good do you her. need to get an A? And who gives it to you? I give it to me because I'm willing to through this book for two years. So okay. So now, now we have to decide one in in uh, some traditional Rinzai koan practice. You would just get the koan and not the rest of it. Um, or we could read the whole bit. And then I think we should, um, that should be it for today. Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to read a koan and then spend some time living with it before we delve into the commentary. So we'll just read the, um, the case is the, the, the koan. And then next week we'll start with the commentary. Yeah? We could do that. Yes. Do you want to do that? Yes. 
Yes. And so we'll what we'll do is we'll read the commentary. We'll discuss it, and then we could read the commentary, and then we could uh, read the next case that we'll work with for the following week. So we, Nandi is writing? raising her hand. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. So just to check, um, I thought we had talked about an approach that Milan had uh, explained where we would spend some time with the con and then come back and maybe together do a little uh, written reflection. And I think that would be great. Yes. Do we need to sort of have it um, verbalized again what that uh, approach would be? Uh, because I just don't want it to get lost. I, I thought that was wonderful what was explained before. That yes. would be great, just so we know the the steps, you know. Yeah. So so next time, Melan, you tell me if I'm right, but next time we'll uh, let's reread the introduction of the case, and then how about taking ten minutes to write or draw or meditate or whatever you want to do about that and then we'll discuss and then we'll read the commentary and then we'll probably be talking as we read the commentary talking some more after we've read it then read the next case that we'll take home with us i'm confused kim so oh. tonight tonight we're reading the introduction is that correct just what you see here yes and the introduction and the case. And the case. And then you're suggesting we do what next? Sit? Next or... week. Next week. Okay. Next week, we'll reread no, wait, it. Wait. Before yes. next week, there's the next hour and the next day and the coming days. That all happens before next week. Right. So in the coming days, you can spend time cozying up to the koan. Exactly. Exactly. And do you guys need need the well you have the book, right? Yes. Yes. So this is case one. So are we are we sitting like today is a different day because we just have like forty five minutes left if we Exactly. Um, so we read And we also don't have a koan we've worked with this week. This last week. Mm hmm So which which is the koan? The I koan mean, is what you see here that's in yellow, the introduction and the case. Okay, so today are we reading and then sitting 10 minutes? No, and do today we're no? just going to read it and then take it home with us. Okay, and, and then, then think we'll start with the whole process next week. Mm -hmm. Is that good with everyone? Yes. Yes. Maybe, Kim, you could write it up and email it to us too so we can look at it and remember not the koan but the the process oh okay i'm glad okay? to do that thank you and i think that we wrote we'll, it we'll we, we actually had it written up before i think so I'll, too. I'll find it thank you and that's a very good re request i like that thank you you get an a yay <laughs> don't tell my wife I, I won't. No, no grades. There are no grades in my homeschool either. But no grades. Don't tell Nelda. 
<laughs> we love you, Nelda. But you know what we could do? What might be fun is um, each of us read this. What do you think? There's yeah. time. There's time to do Yeah, that. so we hear it with yeah. different voices. I like that. Sure. And I'm going to keep saying this, and I think, you know, I hope you guys say it to me, but but it's like, as opposed to going at it with and figuring it out, let it just move through you. Okay, so who's who's first? Who just read? I think I... Did you just I, you? Yeah. You so so you. next is Melissa. Right. Okay. Introduction. Closing the door and sleeping is a way to receive those of the highest potential. Looking, reflecting, and stretching is a roundabout way for the middling and lesser. How can it bear sitting on a carved wood seat, sporting devil eyes? If there is any bystander who doesn't agree, come forward. You can't blame him either case. One day, the world-honored one ascended, to, ascended the seat. Today, he is not at rest. Manjusarai struck the gravel and struck the gravel and said, clearly observe the dharma of the king of dharma. The dharma of the king of dharma is thus. I don't know what's going on in his mind. The world-honed one then got down from the seat Deal again another way. Another day, I'm sorry. And sometimes you'll see it without the part in in uh, parentheses. So so it can be read that way also. One day the world honored one ascended the seat and Jushri struck the gravel and said, clearly observe the Dharma of the King of Dharma. The Dharma of the King of Dharmas is thus, the world honored one then got down from the seat. So he gets up and he gets down. Um, excuse me, should we also read the title? I think the title of the, the world honored one ascends the seat, yes. Okay. So is Milan going to read? Okay. The world honored one ascends the seat. Introduction. Closing the door and sleeping is a way to receive those of highest potential. Looking, reflecting, and stretching is a roundabout way for the for the middling and less lesser. How can it be sitting on the carved good seats, sporting devil eyes? If there is any bystander who doesn't agree. Come forward. You can't blame him either. 
states. One day the world honored one ascending, ascended the seat. Manjuris re-stroked the grave and said, clearly observe the Dharma of the King of Dharma. The Dharma of the King of Dharma is thus. The world honored one then got down from the seat. Case one, the world honored one ascends the seat. Introduction. Closing the door and sleeping is the way to receive those of highest potential. Looking, reflecting, and stretching is a roundabout way for the middling and lesser. How can it bear sitting on the carved wood seat sporting devil eyes? If there is a bystander who doesn't agree, come forward. You can't blame him either. Case. One day the world honored one ascended the seat. Today he's not at rest. Manjushri struck the gravel and said, I think that means gavel, clearly observe the Dharma of the King of Dharmas. The Dharma of the King of Dharmas is thus. I don't know what's going on in his mind. The world honored one then got down from the seat. Deal again another day. I, I think the gravel is the gravel on the ground. I think he had a stick and hit it on the gravel. Okay. Oh, you don't think it was uh could be. Okay. Miss Nelda. You're right. Case one. The world honored one ascends the seat. Introduction. Closing the door and sleeping is the way to receive those of highest potential. Looking, reflecting, and sleeping is a roundabout way for the middle and lesser. How can it bear sitting on the carved wood seat, sporting devil's eyes? If there is any bystander who doesn't agree, come forward. You can't blame him either. Case. One day the world honored one ascended the seat. Today he's not at rest. Manjushri struck the gravel and said, clearly observe the Dharma of the King of Dharma. The Dharma of the King of Dharma is thus. I don't know what's in his what's going in his mind. The world honored one then got down from the seat. Deal again another day. Okay, so I have the book here. And in the book it's Gavel, G-A-V-E-L. <laughs> yes. And also none of the in the real book, not the PDF, no, none of the PDF. stuff is there in parentheses right. in the book. So what does that mean? Manjushri? I don't know. I'm, I don't. I don't know. Oh, what does it mean? The the book is more official later. You mean what does uh, struck the the gavel mean, or what does? Oh, yeah, is that mean? what you mean, Melan? Yeah, what Nandia said. A gavel is like a little hammer. It's like a, you know the judge a, is sitting up there and goes bang bang. And okay. that's the time when you're supposed to leave, or the case is over. Adjourns. Yes. Thank you or have order in the court so it's like here we're uh, getting a little um we're we're hearing the story and then we're hearing the little commentary in the mind in parentheses yeah mm -hmm. 
And then maybe the author or the editor decided not to do it. I, I'm, I don't know. Okay. I, it's interesting to me that each time I read a koan, different words stand out. I don't know if it, does that, do you guys have that experience? That resonates. Like I didn't see that word. And, and they're usually pretty important words. You know, after I see them, which I didn't see at first. Okay, who's reading next? I am. Okay. The World Honor One ascends the sea. Introduction. Closing the door and sleeping is the way to receive those of highest potential. Looking, reflecting, and stretching is a roundabout way for the middling and lesser. How can it bear sitting on the carved wood seat sporting devil eyes? If there is any bystander who doesn't agree, come forward. You can't blame him either. Case. One day, the world owner one ascended the seat. Today is not at rest. Manjushri struck the gavel and said, clearly observe the Dharma of the King of Dharma. The Dharma of the King of Dharma is thus. I don't know what's going in his mind. The world honor one then got down from the seat. Deal again another day. And last but not least, Trouty. Um, I don't have the text. The text disappeared. I can see everybody. Can you bring up the text again? Uh, I don't know. I didn't do anything. Oh, uh, I don't. The text is up, but but I can't to make it appear on I, your phone. Oh, what you do is you sweep with your finger. Which way? Uh, maybe try it. We'll it's try one it one way, on. and then if it doesn't work, it's the other way. Thanks, Nadia. <laughs> Left to right. Try but, both ways. Pardon me. Try it one way, and then try it the other way. And the way that it works is the way. Okay. No. Uh, I, think it, I think it's right to left, but I'm not sure. Right to left. Okay. No, it's not. I have notification center. Okay, then try left to right. <laughs> I am trying every which way. Oh, <laughs> oh, but we are we are all back on on the screen. I don't see the text. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Kim, if you can unshare real quick and then share again, that might help her. Trouty, do you see us all now? No, I, okay, so yes, I, I see the text. Oh, good. Very good, see. Melissa, you got the A. Thank you. <laughs> when okay. all else fails, turn it off and back on again. <laughs> Okay, so case one, the road on and one 
ascends the seat. Introduction. Closing the door and sleeping is the way to receive those highest potential. Those of highest potential, looking, reflecting, and stretching is a roundabout way for the middling and lesser. How can it bear sitting on the carved wood seats, sporting devil eyes? If there is any bystander who doesn't agree, come forward. You can't blame him either. Case. The day the world-honored one ascended the seat, today he is not at rest. Manjushri struck the gravel and said, clearly observe the dharma of the king of dharma. The dharma of the king of dharma is thus. I don't know what's going on in his mind. The world-honored one that got down from the seat. Deal again another day. Commentary. No. 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 Okay. It is, uh, I, it's really useful to um, hear different voices and hear, like, to not look at the word on the page, but just to listen. That's yeah that really deepens it thank you for suggesting that kim i think uh, it's cool when we have an experience like this you know right now there's there's us and and a thousand years away is this koan but but when do we have this experience that's when I think we start to get it. If there is a getting it, which there probably isn't. Milan, you know, when it starts to move through us. Milan had a comment also. Yes, um, so my experience is all confusion <laughs> about the text. So I asked ChatGPT to bring the con in order to look at in Spanish. And according to this, ChatGPT, the con is one day the world honored one ascended the seat. Manjusri struck the cable and said, the Dharma of thusness is intimately transmitted. Now you have it, guard it well. And that's the con according to ChatGPT. Wow. Well, that is very helpful. The um... ChatGPT, wow, I didn't know. Chinese. Wow, it's like, uh, wow. The, so what? the Chinese language is very sparse and every, every interpretation is, has a lot of creative stuff to it, you know, stuff added. But when I was working with my friend who, who studied ancient Chinese texts and he would, he would translate them, I can show you some um of his translations and he would do it literally like does it, we worked a lot on the one does a dog have buddha nature and um so this these are not literal translations of the chinese like you know the ending in the land he never gets down from the seat 
the one that Milan, where did you get the one that you read, Milan? ChatGPT, AI. ChatGPT, Kim. Okay. It was AI generated. So, and you'll, you'll find many different versions of, of the koan. So why don't we bring a Chinese person? <laughs> because he died. My friend died. <laughs> there are others, no? It was a joke. No, there are no other Chinese people. So I, it's interesting to me. In fact, in fact, in fact, you know what? I got to show you this. This is the address of his mom. And I've had it like a year and a half on my desk to write her. Okay. Go on. Well, the thing about Chinese too is because it's a symbolic language. It's not a, it's it's not it's not like English at all. And so there are different interpretations of each of the pictures that makes up a, a word. There can be several different interpretations of each of those symbols, and it's how you put them together. And then also course uh chinese is a uh tonal language so it it has to do with who was writing it down and how they interpreted the different words and letters that could be interpreted by different tonal but i think that there's certain understandings of what those characters mean within a certain context oh yeah no there are I just, <laughs> i'm just pointing out that it's just very different that's why i think you can get some uh, similar yet different interpretations when you turn it into English. It doesn't mean that it would be interpreted that way in Chinese to another Chinese person. I So, I mean, I guess part of what I, what arises for me with this conversation is, I mean, in the previous koan books that we read, it seemed that there was, um, like initially when we read the koan we may have been all over the place with what we thought it meant or how it landed or how to look at it but then when we read the commentary the commentary was pointing to a very particular meaning and hmm. my understanding is that the koans are meant to convey something. It's not just that each of us lands in our own place with respect to it. Is is that correct? Um, I I don't know, but I I think that landing in different places is an option. And I and I also think that different translations also is an option. I don't know what this discussion has taken me back to was my Christian practice where my Bible at the time had four different translations for each verse. And and the essence of you know whatever the verse was or paragraph was was similar, but sometimes the change in one word, as like what Melinda did just now gave it a whole other meaning. And I also know from having read the Bible and gone through enough Bible studies that I'd go back to a passage and I'd get a different sense of it. And I, I feel like and maybe that's why I love our koan practice and, and this depth in practice is because 
I think it can mean something different. Yes, I think the last book, it was lovely that the author then, Gogu, who is that who it was? I don't remember, um, gave us an option. But I think that there are many. There's two well, different, that's what he was saying. There's kind of two different philosophies here. One, one is kind of it opens up more, and the other is it is more specific, getting you to a specific reading. And wasn't it Nandia who talked about this short kind of koan study she did where the, the teacher told her exactly what, to, um, what it meant and she had to get there? Nandia? Teacher told me how I was to respond. Yeah. Which I found just okay. So, so that's annoying. one side. That's one side of the th thing. Yeah. Now here, here is my friend did this one. Um, the the common translation is the practice of just sitting, and the the literal words mean only take care of, make sit. You know, so you can see that. To translate it to English, to go from the literal word by word to what we have, the practice of just sitting is is um, not that direct. And uh, this was another thing he wrote. He, he, oh, this is fun. I'll have to do the, this. This is Okabura. And he came to Austin Zen Center, and he's been there a number of times. I think Trouty probably was there one time with him, right, Trouty? Who was this? Okamura. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, but My so so I videotaped him explaining what uh, uh, the words for Buddha nature, and I will play that. Okay. Uh, Did you? Here, did I you have... turn on the did you turn on the sound in the picture for your sharing? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Before you do that, I would like to make a comment on translation because I have Hi Milan. Oops. I I do translations between English and Spanish. And like for example, if I were to say it's raining cats and dogs that doesn't mean anything in Spanish. In Spanish, I would have to translate it into, está lloviendo a cántaros. It's raining hot, ramming, filled with water. So the thing is that you cannot translate literally and make sense. You have to translate into what it means in that other language. And I think your friend did a beautiful job in what you just showed right there. Is you, if you translate literally in that new language, it will just be gibberish many, many times. But if you translate into meaning, then it's a good translation. So he's a little hard to understand. This is a literal translation. We could read that afterwards, but I'll play him. Okay. 
It is a Chinese character for Buddha nature. Buddha is Buddha and show its nature. And uh, in Mahayana teaching, it is said all beings have Buddha nature. But my teacher's teacher, uh, Saoki Kozolo, said we all have thief nature. And Buddha nature and thief, thief nature are both 100%. And depending upon our activity as a practice, we manifest Buddha nature or manifest thief nature. Thief nature means uh, we always want to get something and make it my own possession. That is thief nature, even the enlightenment. If we practice in order to gain that things, that desirable things called enlightenment, then we are uh, manifesting our thief nature. So, uh, <coughs> Buddha nature is manifesting only when we just practice without expectation of gaining. So in Dogen Zenji's teaching, uh, pra just practice, just sit, that is called Shikantaza, just sit uh, without even expecting or desiring for enlightenment. That is the manifestation of Buddha nature in Dogen Zenji's teaching. Wow, that is exactly what the koan is talking about. That is exactly what the koan is saying. The koan is, that is exactly what the koan is saying. Mm -hmm. I'm getting very excited. Um, did I just lose it? I don't know why. I lost it. What did you lose? Oh, that page. But anyway, um, it made me realize it's really quiet. It's really hard to understand him, isn't it? It's pretty clear. Oh, my, for me, clear. it was. You just had really to turn the volume all the way up. It, yeah. But I, I can increase that. I didn't know how then, but I could increase the volume on the tape and I'll, I'll do that sometime. But he, he is just so much in love with that. He's a real Dogen scholar, scholar and um, uh, but there's such joy when he's talking about this stuff. I just love, love him so much. Yeah, that was wonderful. Who, who is that guy? His, his name's Okamura. And he has a Zen uh, center in Indiana. And when you go there, you sit for, you know, 10 to 14 hours a day. For, and I think each sit is an hour long. Is he in Bloomington? Bloomington, that's right, yes. Okay, I know him from that's there. I, I didn't meet him in uh, the Zen center. Oh when you lived there yes i see i i was thinking you know but uh, yeah okay well anyway that's clarified it thank yeah. you yeah and i think he might have been a student of katagiri roshi that we read a book of his 
And that's what Lori's going to base the intensive on. Someone was asking me, why did Lori cancel the intensive or something? Was that you, Nelda? Yeah, and it, it was postponed. It was a misunderstanding that was canceled. So anyway, we have the koan. That so, sounded like a koan. Why uh, did Lori cancel the intensive? <laughs> it was a misunderstanding. That's the commentary. Yeah, so I wonder if, if there's anything that's not a koan. Mm. That's a koan. <laughs> I, 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 wait. I, I understand now that passage that I actually read because he said to not look at the symbol for what it symbolizes. Mm -hmm. Look beyond that. Because in the koan that we just read, if we just go by <laughs> what is there, oh my Lord, we do have to look beyond it to find the meaning. It'll be fun to see what comes up this week for each of us. Yes. Okay. So see you all next week. Thank yes, you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good week. And congratulations to all of us. We're all heroes we for, for getting, through, getting through that introduction. I don't, want, I don't want the A anymore because that's thief mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I really uh, very good. <laughs> and you know about the scarlet letter, don't you? The A wasn't so good. No. That's true. That's true. You didn't want to wear that A all over the place. <laughs> well, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.